0: Hello, this is Nick Roche, and I've got a podcast now. The good people at Sidious, <clears throat> I mean, uh, Kideous Mag, have decided to give me a show where I talk to the members of the Jacuzzi Boys Athletic Club. If you've ever seen our black kits during races, you've probably wondered, who the hell are the Jacuzzi Boys? What the hell's a Jacuzzi? What's a boy? Well, hopefully on this podcast, I'll be able to clarify some of those questions. Others, you're going to have to probably talk to your parents and friends about. So what's this podcast going to entail? We're going to break out some bathing suits, get in a hot tub, and have some deep personal and professional conversations with the members of this team. Get to know some of Portland, Oregon's fastest and most thought-provoking characters. It's just a couple guys and gals who want to enjoy the ride, share the experience, and get after it, in both sport and in life. And we want you to come along with us on this journey. This is going to be a bi-weekly podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network, I mean uh, is Mad Podcast Network until Chris Chavez decides to pull the plug on the show, or honestly, I'll probably just take over is Mad because, eh, what the hell So grab your bathing suits, the water's getting warm, and hop on in because this is Full Tub with Nick Roche
1: We are back um, with the third episode. Uh, It's a little bit delayed because we were hoping to get another runner's episode, Um, but nonetheless, uh, I ended up finding my favorite guest, and I'm really excited for you guys to to learn a little bit about Zach today, Um, and we'll just kind of get right into it. Here I am um, with Zach in a rainy afternoon on a Saturday in Portland, Oregon. Uh and I'll just let Zach you know introduce himself a little bit um so you guys can get to know him so it's a little less awkward for you guys to listen to him. So everyone's on the same boat here.
2: Alright, hey, how's it going? Uh hello you Is that like uh is, is that what the, the cool kids say nowadays? Uh yeah, um Zach Garrett from uh friend of yours, I guess. Well I don't know if we're friends, but acquaintances now for going on you know, six plus years. Uh Met each other back glory days running at Gonzaga, uh, wait, found my way.
1: Let's back it up a little bit, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where are you from? Uh, How old are you? Let's, let's touch just some of the basics because, uh, we don't need to quite get into, uh, our relationship yet. These people don't even know who the hell you are, man. So let's, let's do it.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, um, I originally hail from Owensboro, Kentucky, uh, Small town, I guess you'd call it. Um, I guess anything in Kentucky's small, but yeah, I uh, started out running there, middle school, high school. Uh, had decent times going into high school. Ended up meeting some cool coaches. Got in touch with uh, Pat Tyson when I was a sophomore after a good meet, state meet, and uh, started chatting back and forth with him. Uh, eventually, was able to. Snag a recruiting trip my fall, my senior year, and uh, headed out to Spokane for the first time. Little did I know it was going to be a big part of my life proceeding forward, but ended up going on a tour, crashed with some of the guys in the dorms there, had some sweet runs up in Manitou Park and uh, bowling pitcher and everything. And Yeah, that was just kind of the beginning of my collegiate career. Ran a, uh, just Ran four years at Gonzaga mainly middle distance focused still in that mindset slowly transitioning into road 5k a little bit of dabbling into the multi-sport now with triathlon but yeah that's kind of my background and where I'm headed and yeah eventually moved here to Portland did about I don't know a month or so in the summer of just kind of piecing runs together whenever I did enough marathon build up long runs with you decided like hey if I'm gonna gonna keep doing this might as well rep a club while I'm at it Got in touch with some of the guys from the j back, and been crushing with these guys and gals ever since then. It's been a lot of fun so far.
1: Yeah, one thing uh, led to another, and here you are in a hot tub. (laughs) It's weird how life works sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's awesome. So let's kind of touch uh, or I'll let you kind of unpack post-collegiate. You know, you are uh, one of the younger guys on the team. You did say, you know, generally recent um, graduate Moved to Portland, um, you know. As Zach said, he's from Kentucky, so you know Portland. Portland was a new home for you. Um, and and where did running kind of stand in your life as as a um, you know as a priority uh, initially after college? Because I think that's something that a lot of people in the running world, particularly at any level of collegiate athletics after they graduate, kind of go through this weird phase where they're like. Uh, Kind of an identity crisis almost where they went from having, um, you know, one proper scheduled practice a day, but, you know, probably doing some form of a double most days Um, and then going into like, holy shit, it's like in Jimmy Neutron when like all the parents, you know, get 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 taken by the aliens and start doing (laughs) the, the chicken dance and stuff where like all the kids are like, holy shit, what do I do with my life now? Like, my parents aren't here, like. My, uh, my coaches in here from college, like, what am I doing? Um, so kind of talk, it would be awesome to hear from your point of view like that those first couple months, um, after college in Portland.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I definitely followed Sheen's footsteps and just being in the shower, you know, real jazzed about that, sticking to Jimmy Neutron themes there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I definitely, uh, I, I wrapped up my collegiate career 2017 not quite as well as I wanted to. I'd kind of battled uh, just lingering Achilles issues and stuff like that. So didn't quite able to finish on top like I'd like. So after graduation, just, you know, took, took the summer off, kind of easy, ran when I wanted to, traveled a bit and everything. And then once I got settled in here in Portland, I mean, summers in the city are real nice. You can't, you know, pass up on the opportunity to run out, uh, Forest Park, you know, hit up Leaf and Thurman pretty regularly. And I, I guess the thing that, kind of stuck with me was i'd still retained a decent amount of fitness from college and everything and i uh, signed up for the btc 5k that summer and i was like okay yeah you know i know a couple guys in this race that are gonna be pretty fast but i was like you know what i'll, I'll, I'll dip under you know i'll run right, right under 16 minutes and probably be fine for the win or whatever it'll be be a good time it'll be a way to kind of introduce myself to the the portland running scene and uh lo and behold i show up and i'm doing strides in an old swhb kit that we'd uh, had made in the day and i see you know handful of guys in the btc kits looking real real fit uh you know the kits and everything looking legit and then i noticed you know a crew of uh ragtag men uh wearing you know their sorted warm-up kits but then we towed the line i saw a nice wave of black kits and whatnot at the J back and you would just bounce back actually from a workout that morning and we're racing again. So they, okay, so this is Nick's crew. We'll see what they're about. <laughs> uh, went out hot with the leaders thinking like, Oh, we'll see what's going to happen. And then, you know, proceeded to make it a mile in before I realized like, Oh shit, this is a, uh, this is spicy. What is going on in this, you know, local 5k, you know, in the summer's s- uh, evening, like what the heck? I thought I was going to come out here and win some beer money for the upcoming week. And, here I am, like getting dropped, not even before the two mile, and uh, that was that was as a, a wake up call one to to kind of realize and reassess where my fitness was at. I think I came through in like mid twenties for the placing and like fifteen fifty, and I was like, what 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 is this? Like obviously that's not gonna win a lot of track races, but you're gonna tell me I have to run a, you know under I think the winning time was like fifteen o that day. Like I've got to run that fast to win a five k on the roads. Like what the hell is this? And uh, yeah, just kind of after that, it gave me that motivation to kind of start putting a little bit more emphasis on just going for trots every now and then to actually putting together some serious weeks of, of just runs, the workouts, solely started incorporating in, uh, started getting in touch with you about joining the j and then from there it kind of kicked off into the, the fall XE um, schedule, which is kind of a way to find that love of racing again and kind of approach it from a... A fun yet competitive perspective, and that's kind of the, I guess the the first domino that fell. That's really kind of triggered my post collegiate, um, you know, J back career was getting in touch with that, sort of doing those races, and then carried on through the spring and then into Hood to Coast
1: last summer. So crazy. So that's uh, for for the people listening. Um, you you hadn't really been a big cross guy. Um, at Gonzaga and so here you are you know running three four five cross-country races in a season for the j in Portland and like what it had can you like first thing you know a lot of middle distance guys don't identify with cross-country hence why they traditionally don't run a whole lot of it in college and here you are graduating recent graduate moving to Portland uh, as you say, going on various transitions in life, we don't need to talk on that if we don't <laughs> nah, want you know. to. We'll see. We'll
2: see. The um,
1: and and you're running, you know, more than more cross country races than what you were running in a collegiate season. What what the fuck was that about? Why like why were you doing that? Was that just to kind of get back into the sport? Was it kind of just like. Hey, you know, uh, it was cheaper for me to go on Red Lizard, and which is like the local, uh, a local club that puts on the overall series. Um, cheaper to go on the Red Lizard and buy the fucking five pass thing. And you know, I'm a recent college grad. I I'm scoring for a deal. Um, and if it was, you know, totally get it. Sure, And they've sure. done that. Um, but yeah, let's kind of talk about like how how that first season in Portland because now you've done it twice basically sure. two two falls in a row Zach has averaged um we could go back and you can kind of look at it in, in in college but um to a lot of people he's it, it's seeming as if he's run more cross in the last two seasons than sure. he's averaging you know at Gonzaga so what yeah. what changed and I love it so
2: sure yeah um well, I guess a, a real throwback real fast. I think cross country is what I first fell in, if, fell in love with, with running, um, way back in middle school is that I was ultra competitive growing up and everything, just all the different sports I did. And, um, cross country is kind of one of those more pure, like raw ways to, to like test your competitiveness. And whenever I started then it was, you know, I just wanted to win races and, Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't, but it was one of those things that was a really great time to just compete, so that was my kind of segue into running was, oh, I'm going to toe the line with a bunch of my friends. This is fun whenever I finish, and we're all jazzed because we're getting ribbons and stuff like that, and then, you know, proceeded to, to take it more seriously, track in high school and whatnot, but yeah, when I got to to college and everything, I definitely prioritized the 15 and the 8, and Interestingly enough, and you know, the two springs post collegiately now, I haven't raced on the track in either the 15 or the 8 yet. It's always been primarily uh, the fall cross-country series and a couple 5Ks on the track. Now, now yeah, that's a, that is a good point that you bring that up, and I don't know if part of it is that it's because I never really tapped into those races as much um, in college. I mean, I'm sure I ran um, XC and everything in the fall, but it was also a, I think I approached it more as a mindset as I'm going to get strong for track in the spring was kind of the way I looked at it just because we had, um, when we were looking at our XC roster and everything, it was it was me kind of being on the outside bubble, of even trying to make a conference team, much less be a square member of it. So kind of in the back of my mind, I think I always approached it as this was just the, the foundation for track, whereas now um, my summer base and everything is actually the foundation for you know wanting to really have uh, a big fall and stuff like that and so when i got back out to, to racing in those red Lizard series and actually i think you nailed it on the head that first fall i really did just buy the uh the, the <laughs> whole series pass because i was like you know what I, maybe one one saturday i'll roll in real jazzed and have gone to bed early the night before hoping to rip a good race and then next week i might you know have gone out the night before and we need another guy to to, to compete to score and i can fill that role uh so you're not wrong there but uh yeah, it was just great to to go back to just kind of those initial roots of, you know, nothing flashy, just showing up at a park, you know, having the dog walkers looking at you confused as hell whenever you're yelling at them, you know, watch the lane and stuff like that. And just ripping through the, the, the trees and not, you know, not having those perfect manicured golf courses that we got so accustomed to in college, but making it actually a bit more gritty and not really concerning as much about you know the traditional race pacing but as opposed to just racing itself which is really really fun and super glad to get tied back into it that it kind of really was that initial spark to kind of remind me of of why I run and why I love racing so much and um, from there yeah it was just one of those things that I also realized that taking that time off in the summer you know I did lose a lot of the fitness and you know there's nothing wrong with taking that time off and uh, even you know reevaluating what's what running's role is in your life, but for me, I, it's, it's something that I kind of define my character and who I am by, and it's one of those things where if I'm going to invest the time and the effort, I want to be able to compete at my best. And so, that initial season kind of w- wasn't as fast as I'd like to, and that gave me the the uh, the motivation I needed to take it a you know a look at it and start focusing a bit more and actually putting together. Decent blocks of training to get ready for the roads and whatnot in the springs and everything. And
1: yeah, no, it's it's a lot. Um, I'll give the listeners about a half a second to digest all the terminology <laughs> just dropped on them. Um, doing doing my best Scott Overding impression here. Pulled some numbers <laughs> for the listeners. Press the numbers for me. Now. Um, as far as the track and field reporting system, result reporting system. T-first, to be exact, has in college, Zach, again, mind you, we we just spent about 10 minutes talking about how the fall was mainly getting in shape to to rip an indoor mile and indoor 800 and eventually outdoor races. But it has your 8K PB at, at 2559. Last fall at Fern Hill off of probably, you know, a couple, maybe, you know, I don't want to make him sound like an alcoholic here, guys, because he's not. But, like, maybe, you know, like, two beers the night before. Yeah. A couple nights of maybe, like, a wine two, coolers two, two, two or three beers, uh, maybe once or twice during the week. Maybe once, because he's more mature than I am. <laughs> you At Fernhill, you're in 25-46, 5-11 pace. Um, placed, placed ninth to... Um, he, <laughs> he was actually the first person that didn't count for scoring for us. So which is fucking insane. We sure. one, two, three, four, five. He was the sixth runner for the J back at the day, running five eleven pace. Sure. At Fern Hill. Um so basically what Zach's really um, or not really what Zach's saying and I'm twisting his words <laughs> into into um, into this would be that uh if you never focused or you, you didn't have the opportunity to focus on cross country in college, get your ass to Portland, join the Jacuzzi Boys. You're gonna run massive PBs, uh, and you'll probably have a couple wine coolers. Apparently, this is, <laughs> is, is what we're getting at here. Sure. Um, but I mean, I, I just want to let that sink into people: is that you're running 25:46, Kareem's running 25:47, mm-hmm. and you guys aren't scoring for the J back in a given race um that was a that, fun race that, that's, that was pretty a good crazy one. i mean you, you, it's in order to, to to score you have to run under Maybe 25, 25 minutes, minutes on the on that day yeah um and that's where i think for yourself um you you, you had less of a uh an identity crisis as we talked on earlier you he was uh quick to find the parents and Jimmy Neutron, basically, hmm. and by that you know quick to find a team that he identified with with sure. the j back um just because at this point you know when you're coming out of school for was this going on two years now mm-hmm. yeah. um, the team's a hell of a lot better than it was um you know especially when it when it first came up, um, club records are getting destroyed, and it's it's really awesome to see. Um, how do, do you, let's kind of look at that from your perspective. Like when you joined the team, sure. um, and the overall level of performance the team had or what, you know, the, the, the I don't know what the fuck like what the team What's was the looking growth? like. Looking at, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like how'd you view yeah. like why, why J back? And if it's sure. as simple as, you know, I've got some buddies in it, then great. Sure. Easy. But like, where where have you yeah where have you seen the most growth in the Jacuzzi Boys, and um, why uh, why do you think that is? Sure,
2: yeah, uh, I mean it certainly helped you know knowing a handful of the guys on the team already um, when looking for a club and everything. But um, if more than that, I also just. Enjoyed the guys that I was running and training with, which was a huge part about it. You know, if, if anything, you know, running's a, a social aspect of my life as well as it is a, a fitness-based one. So, you know, when I'm linking up with Kareem and Rob over lunch runs and stuff like that, you know, that's that's kind of that reset moment for me during my day to you know step out of the office and you know enter just you know a, a, you know meditative and relaxing you know hour for my day of. You know, talk with my friends, you know, catching up. Sure, we'll talk training, we'll talk running, but we'll also talk life and stuff like that, which is real, real sweet. So um, that, that group dynamic was, you know, certainly um, a real selling point. And I'm super stoked that we've got such great people a part of the club. Um, and then I guess it, kind of a transition from that, I'm, I am think the thing I'm really jazzed about growth-wise from the team actually is the, the inception of our, our women's group, which is really sweet. Um, I know we... We've got the we're we're you know working on some some different names and whatnot. we've got the jacuzzi girls I think we should be the jacuzzi bays so we can maintain the the j back acronym but um mm, that's we'll a good see. one we'll see but i think that's a i think that's a cool addition to have because we do have some really strong ladies that are that are crushing out here and it's it's awesome to see them have a uh um a group as well because more often than not it seems like to me that most uh you know, post-collegiate groups are primarily male-dominated. So I think it's cool to be able to still maintain that dynamic of men and women um, finding each other and then, com- you know, collaborating and having good times and, and and training and doing fun trips to Spokane and racing like that. And then, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's just maybe an undersold point that we've started to grow and I'm really jazzed that we're looking into it and, and having, you know, not only – people join but but fast fast woman as well too so it you know just continues to build that that hype around the club and yeah i think it's i think it's really
1: cool no that's exactly uh what what has been a couple highlights in the last six months for yourself um as being a member of of the j hmm
2: six months yeah um I, i'd say you know we talk quite a bit about Club XC's in Spokane last winter. That was that was definitely up there as one of them. That was just a lot of fun to one return to Spokane, um, race there and have a big crew. Um, But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch actually and go to another trip that we we had a a good contingent travel to was uh, San Francisco. I don't know if it's the San Francisco State Distance Carnival if that's the name anymore, but that's what we called it in college, and I'm gonna call it as such. But um, you know we transitioned from cross country to track and that was uh my first that was my debut for this spring was going to run a five k there and um we ended up having a, a big crew roll in there and it's always fun to to put everyone up and you know an airbnb in the the basement of someone's house and you know kind of have a have a sleepover effect but also you know get out somewhere oh. get to the coast and or get to the the bay and have kind of a getaway trip there but then also go down there and race races and you know it's sad to say that i i was PR in a 5k there and i still you know pretty slow on at that but it was it was a good trip to to just kind of maintain that energy of of traveling trips that you had in college and doing it again and uh, just having the energy of everyone you know being down there and, and stoked to be there and stoked to 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 put on for for either their own um you know goals or one club based as you know as we had the ladies doing a the the, the relay as well so That was one for me. I think that's one of the past six months that I had a really great
1: time and was stoked with the performances that came out of it. No, totally. I mean, there really is nothing quite like uh, cramming uh, four, three three guys and and your wife into the basement of uh, someone's studio apartment (laughs) in San Francisco where they charge you about uh five grand for one night um just yeah. because they've they've got to make up their twenty thousand dollar rent. Sure. It's either um, the basement
2: or the dungeon. You know it's I'd take the basement and the rent.
1: Yeah it, it actually um this is a special shout out as well to uh Paul <laughs> Snyder. Um actually he he uh, he he charged the JBAC about five hundred dollars a night to to stay on his floor prior to Gene moving up. So um, if you're looking for a Pretty expensive, um, (laughs) under the radar Airbnb. um, Look at uh, Paul's. uh, I think he calls it like Paul's Inn. The the B and B. It's it's a special place. So um, that was a little ad for Paul. He's sponsoring this episode. (laughs) Snyder uh, B &B. and B. But yeah, no. I mean that that was. I didn't race um, that San Francisco meet. But I went down there. My brother um, is living in San Francisco now, Um, so part of it was to see him. But it was also awesome. I mean, that was—it's—it's not cheap, but it's not expensive to catch a flight to San Francisco. And I think that that's something that I am envious of um, a lot of the East Coast uh, clubs, teams, crews, fucking patty cakes. I don't know what they call themselves in New York and. Brooklyn, which is New York, but whatever, like Brooklyn Track Club, like they, the proximity to races in other states and just the overall density of the area on the East Coast, I mean they can whip down sure. to D.C. relatively quickly, up to up to Boston um, on the train, uh, rather quickly to run the BA 5K, um, I don't think people are just whipping up to Boston to run the marathon these days, but <laughs> still... Um, and that's something that I don't think a lot of listeners, unless they live in the Northwest or you know on the West Coast, um, really understand. It, it is hard to sure. to get out. Um, and Portland is a running city. Um, there's a lot of meets here, and the ones that we have are incredible, both cross country, road, and on the track. But but I mean, like Zach said, it's it does take a lot to time. Energy, money to get down to San Francisco. So when you when we, when we go down there, and we have fifteen to sure, twenty individuals, um, you know, fifteen of them. Actually, I'll say eighteen for shits because I don't know. Racing, uh, myself, just taking glamour shots for uh, GQ um, down there. It, it it is pretty awesome. It does talk a lot, or you know, it says speaks volumes for where the club's at these days, as far as. Um, you know, we're literally purchasing flights sure. and rental cars to to go down to San Francisco because it's it's a racing team, and that's the big thing that I think a lot of people kind of don't know about the JBAC is that it's it, you race your track roads on the cross course. You we race. You need to run. Um, you could you could train twice a week, but as long as you're racing, nobody's gonna have an issue.
2: Sure. And a huge shout out actually to the meet directors down there. Uh, One, it's difficult to get into track races post-collegiately as many of us are trying to figure it out, um, indoor as well as outdoor. Um, They were super um, inviting, letting us get into heats and good heats at that matter. Uh, Additionally comped our entries, which, you know, we obviously found our way down there, but it's a slight thank you that doesn't go unnoticed. And then we kind of repay them in my way by going out and making races honest. You know, mm-hmm. I led a good portion of my race up until the end. Really, Gilbert goes and wins a race. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's cool to to still have that representation and that recognition. That was a, that was another kind of
1: touching point on that on that event that was 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 a highlight for it. No, yeah, that makes um, that. Yeah, no, I mean it, it is a lot of people. Like I said, not everyone. I'm not going to assume everyone's a dummy, but getting into races specifically on the track after you graduate is is hard. Um, it's harder than people expect. So when, when a meet director is going to throw us a bone and get in probably – I don't think anyone got in the heat or got in the race that didn't deserve to be there. Sure. But, I mean, it is at the end of the day a, a collegiate race primarily. So they're going to put priorities on. If two people are even, they're going to pick the collegiate. Um, so the fact that you know we did get – Double-digit individuals into the meet um, it is awesome, um, and that, like I said, I mean, like you said, you kind of pay them back by making the races honest, trying to run fast, make sure everyone else can run fast. And that's that's about as best you can do, and giving back to the back to the meet. Um, how, like, what, what, are, what's next for you? You know, sure. Yeah. You're, you're talking about uh, a couple multi-sport events, um, and that's. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk on that. Sure. We can talk on, like, what's – going to get back on the track anytime in the near future? Are you going to get back on the roads anytime? Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw that you just actually uh, – Runners World just ran an article uh, for, you, for you all that didn't get the latest digital issue. Um, Zach and my dad actually got second in the corporate uh, yeah. pole pedal paddle down in Bend, Oregon, Um, I don't quite totally understand (laughs) that event, but they got second runners world was there Flow track did an interview. So I'm sure you guys can check out that, um, there, there may or may not be a couple of less run threads on it. Um, but yeah, Zach, let's run it back. Like where, what have you been up to in the the recent, cause you know, it's club cross, uh, you're talking about San Francisco. I mean that that happened in the end of March. Mm -hmm. Um, so what have you been doing recently? Sure.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, to supplement um, my running and everything, I I do quite a bit uh, of biking. Um, just one as a you know something that I enjoy doing, but two I've kind of realized that without the the training room staff that I had back in school, you know being able to give me my massages and protein shakes and make me feel like a strong boy, that uh, I'm starting to you know get some alleys and some tightness, so doing some quality cross trainings big factor in keeping me healthy and everything. Um, just happened to be decent at it. So I, uh, you know, I signed up for a half Ironman actually coming up in the end of July. It's the Coeur d'Alene 70.3. So that's kind of been on my calendar since, uh, really like February, I believe is when I signed up. So it's been one of those things that I've had a long build up for. Um, but it's one of those things too, that I I think that mixture of training has been really helpful for my strength. Actually, I'm, you know typically averaging I don't know forty to fifty miles a week running wise, which is nothing to toot my horn at, but then I'm doing you know another two and a half three hours in the pool, you know another three four hours on the bike, and you know collectively that's about ten hours worth of fitness a month or excuse me, a week um, <laughs> ten hours a month ten hours a month <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I might not finish the race if that was the case uh but yeah, equate that if that was you know ten hours of running that'd be up there with you know ninety hundred mile efforts so you know, it's one of those things to to still find fitness, but in a different way of doing it. And, um, up until recently, had been doing really well of keeping me healthy. I'm got a bit of a sore calf right now, taking a little down week to it, but um, still able to bike and swim. So, yeah, that's what's coming up for me is I've got that on the calendar at the end of July. Um, uh, just wrapped up racing Bloomsday a couple weeks back, the 12k back in Spokane. I had a great time doing that. And then doubled back the weekend after doing a, you know, it's one of those things too is a, you race Bloomsday with the J-Back, but still doing, you know, office events, doing the pull pedal paddle with my company and everything. And um, that's a fun one to, to go off and show off for my coworkers that, you know, it's not just all show muscle underneath my uh, slim slacks. I've got, a, got some, some motors back there to go win us uh, ceramic uh, mugs and stuff for that, which is Hell a good yeah. time. You know, it's all about, it's all about that, that, uh, that hardware, you know, walk around the office like a big man this week with my mug and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, do that. That wrapped up well. And then, you know, we'll see what happens after, uh, after the try this, this summer, maybe, maybe shut it down a little bit, take a little downtime and just get back to training or who knows, I might double back later on in July, maybe run something on the track for, for Stumptown or something like that. I feel like I've I've always got a sub two and eight hundred in my legs, so who knows? I could I could throw that in just for shape. Always. Years, always. Anyone
1: that heard that, be ready to yeah. challenge him at any time. He always is always there. He always. That is one of the cockiest things I've ever heard you it's, say. It's and it's there. probably true. it's yeah. not wrong, but um, can't swear, break fifteen, but I can
2: break two. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so who knows, yeah, maybe eight hundred and fifteen or something like that. Just get back to having some some fun racing it's fun to run fast and it's easy to, to do so whenever the race is a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, that's kind of what's on the radar and then we'll run it back to, to crush country in the fall and the cycle continue until, you know, eventually I'm crazy enough to, to tackle the, the, the half or the full marathon like you guys are, a lot of the the guys and gals are doing. 10 out
1: of 10 would not suggest it. It's really <laughs> not that great. I know you know, Chris Chavez has this big hoopla about getting the the six world major marathons. <laughs> like nobody gives a shit. Honestly, people are like, people they ask like, "Marathoning Zach is so dumb." Yeah. Because you're like, but you like keep doing it. T- I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's but you like, so you do a marathon, and you're like, "Man, that was pretty fucking sick." And then and then you're like. You know, if you don't do it at CIM or St. George's or, you know, off the side of a mountain, people are going to be like, wow, uh, look at some guy that, uh, you know, has run 18 minutes for 5K just ran 215 at CIM. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then on top of that, you're like talking to, you know, you meet anyone. Anyone in just walking around. I don't know. You're grabbing some beers with some people and they're like, hey, yeah, this is my friend Jim or this is my friend Stacy. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, shooting the shit. And next thing you know, Jim or Stacy are like, oh, yeah, you're a marathoner. I'm also a marathoner.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
1: ran the Portland Marathon.
2: 26.2 bumper sticker.
1: I ran it in seven hours. We're the same person. You're like, whoa, like that is one of the only events in which someone could be like, yeah, we're the same. You don't see someone being like, hey, Zach, you know, heard you ran 347 for the 1500 in college. Well, I ran seven hours, or I ran seven minutes. We're basically the same runner. We've been through the same shit. And you're like, whoa, dude, no. Like, (laughs) If anything, you're stronger than I am because you went through the shit for a long (laughs) long time. Like you see people at Boston, they're like, yeah, I did it. And you're like, whoa, dude, like, I don't know. Why are you doing that? Why did you spend so much time to to get the sticker yeah it's that's Mm -hmm. why i like when people are like oh yeah what do you think about the marathon i'm like no (laughs) don't do it like do anything but do it and i'm in the other event people are always like oh yeah you ran what's your mile time and you're like uh i don't know you know 346 and they're like nice Last time I ran one was in 7th grade P.E. i yeah. like, okay. So that's like, that's my, my big issue with with running and talking to just the general public about running. Don't run the mile. Don't run the marathon because then you don't have to talk to people about it. People are idiots.
2: So you should go to the trails then, which I'll be.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, go to the trails, run 10 minute per mile pace uh, on the downhill, take a lot of <laughs> photos of it. Uh, move, you know, move out to Flagstaff, but don't talk to any of the runners. (laughs) Don't talk, don't talk to the Hoka guys. Don't, don't talk to them because, you know, they, they haven't seen the shit you've seen. They haven't seen the antlers on the, on the trail. (laughs) They, they, they're not out there all day because they're not idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Bobble's like, yeah, you know, I got to run 110 miles this week. Probably will, you know, not run super fast, but you know, I'm probably not going to run much slower than 7:30 pace because, uh, got some Netflix to watch. Maybe you know if that worker goes well. Maybe I'll have a beer. Whereas the trail guys are like, "Yeah, fucking did it. Three hour hike. Gonna have a six pack." You're like, "Whoa, what the heck?" Uh, sorry, that was a little rant. Clearly, um,
2: yeah, you got to sort some stuff out. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: There's I'm I'm also transitioning. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's it it is in an interesting spot, and Zach is in a, I think, a unique position with the J-Beck. I and mean, we don't, we were, to my knowledge, we don't have people that do, you know, the, what, 70 miles of s- swimming and awkward jogging. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I assume, here's here's my take on what Zach's doing, guys, okay, in yeah, Portland. I, I, I yeah. assume he's just going to go out there. I don't even know the order of the events, but I know that at some point he's, he's going to be swimming or something. I, at some point he's going to get tired, because you know, you get tired, and he's gonna roll over onto his back and just fucking float for a little bit, <laughs> figure it out, and then he's gonna wave over someone, he's gonna request a little floaty, put it around the waist, and just because he's just better at running just than, than all day. these people. No, he's just, he's just gonna aqua jog, and he's gonna, he's just better, he's just gotta get to the run, and he, he'll, go, he'll go to the bike. You know, it, it won't be great because you know, he is riding now, but he, I think he's always gonna uh, relate. Biking to cross training and cross training sucks. So he's just again, he might crush the bike just to be like, fuck this. I'm trying to I'm getting get off this the stationary. This. Yeah. I'm getting the hell off this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, get me show. to the run. And then he's gonna get to the run. Probably we'll just run in a speedo. And what what is it? A 10K? A half marathon?
2: Half marathon. A yeah. half
1: marathon. That is I for the listeners out there, I don't think you understand. How much further a half marathon is than anything Zach's ever raced?
2: <laughs> so I've never run. Yeah, I think uh, maybe maybe Bloom or no, it'd be Shamrock fifteen k. So nine point three. Haven't run a half marathon, but I'm gonna do it, dude. After a couple other activities,
1: dude. That's four more miles. Yeah, that'd be fine. Get to go. I hope the- so. Yeah. Do you have? Have you set up your emergency contacts <laughs> just in case? Oh yeah, I
2: uh, you know, I'm waiting for that uh that box from Morton to come in, so you know I can uh, oh, yeah. make sure I uh yep. get the get that energy, get that uh, electrolytes uh pulsing through my veins and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, Kipchoge is actually my emergency contact. I'm gonna channel mm-hmm. some inter. Uh, Not
1: Scott Olberding, I feel like that would be rather mature of you to have <laughs> Scott as an emergency contact. That's true. Yeah, he's a little bit more rational guy. Kipchoge would be like, nope, God, I'm cleaning the latrine. I can't come. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good time though. Like, I think uh, I think no one swims well in the tries. So there we go. I I got this. You know, the, the wetsuit. So I'm at least gonna look like a badass while I'm doing yeah. that. Yeah, uh, It's kind of like a life. Look good, run so. good,
1: swim good. Is and then that a thing too? Once
2: all once all the old dudes with a ton of money sunk into their bikes blow past me when I get to the run and everything, it'll just be one of those things that. Even if I'm cruising at six-minute pace, it's going to look like I'm flying compared to the eight-minute miles they're clipping off. So Mm -hmm. I think it'll just be one of those things that'll be totally perspective. If anything, those four extra miles give me just four more minutes or four more miles of glory of just blowing past dudes and stuff. So I don't know. I think, uh, who knows, this could be the beginning. Who knows, I might end up uh, you know, on the ITU circuit next year, who
1: knows? I could. Be no, I don't even know what that is. That's yeah. that's how much real, real ones recognize. Yeah, this is all fake. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't even. I Morgan Pearson, just run again, dude. You're good at running. Just fucking run again. I don't know. You know, hot takes only, Except Zach. You're run. good at running, people. Pe- Zach, people don't need to see how much you can cross train better than <laughs> six-year-old <laughs> yeah. really Brian Smith guys. from Missoula that's coming Please, down. Please, like I no, people recognize, people, recognize yeah. my fitness. Yeah, what, so here's the thing. Let's run. Let's kind of relate this back to my my rampage earlier. So you so you're hanging out at a bar, at a brewery because it's Portland that's and true. everyone goes to breweries. And you say, hey. You know, you're back with what did I say? Jim and Stacy. Stacy, yeah,
2: yeah. What's up, and Jim? you're like,
1: "Hey, Jim, just fucking exercise for seventy miles." Jim be like, "Whoa, dude! Like, why?" Yeah. See, but here's the same
2: thing. Sure. I don't know how how long is that going to take you? It's a good point. Um, I think like I think I'll be right around four and a half hours, probably. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect.
1: So four and a half hours, Jim, like. Jim and Stacy and all the random other people are just going to be like, why the fuck did you do that? Why did, why did you just do that for 70 miles and four and a half hours? But then they're like, oh yeah, my, uh, my neighbor, uh, Amanda, she just, she just did Boston in 12 hours and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And you're like, yo, what? I mean, but just think about that for a second, Zach you already do events that people don't understand in the 800 and <laughs> okay. the sure. 1500. Cause they're like, yeah, what is that? A mile or yeah, something? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. And you're really like, deep. yeah, it's like a little less than four laps around the track. And they're like, well, why don't you just do four laps? And now you're just like putting all the fucking chips in and be like, you know what? Fuck the haters. I'm running, I don't know, running, biking, paddling, pull, pedal, paddle, solo 70 miles. And people are going to be like, yeah, uh, Nick, uh, you know, you probably shouldn't bring Zach around anymore. He's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He,
2: he doesn't have a lot of social skills. He just likes to to breathe hard and sweat. No, uh, I mean, same reason why they did, you know, the twelve hour marathon. It's for it's for the bumper sticker. I mean, it's it's for that, that sure, glory. sure,
1: yeah. Oh, or will you? So so you will get a seventy point. Uh,
2: you know, I, I think I might start what? the uh, the beginning Iron Man tattoo on my butt cheek. That mm-hmm.
1: might be. I'll start with the. Yeah, can you only do like a half? Since is it's a half? Yeah, that's a so good point. So can you only get like half the Iron Man logo? I think I'll do just the uh the torso part and
2: come back for the head after I do a that full. That could be
1: cool, yeah. You could you could have like a a headless horseman. Ooh. What is that? Ichabod crane. Yeah, that could yeah. be kinda cool, yeah. So Weird. there you go, I
2: mean, I'll go see uh see Big Steve, get have him put a you know, an arrowhead on my butt cheek and tell yeah. him it's for a, a bigger purpose later on in life. But um, Yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's it's for the afterlife. When you're getting into whatever afterlife you believe in, they're like, "Hey, you got that? uh, Yeah, you can. You're not getting in unless you got this—the half a torso. Yeah, at at minimum. I want those. I want those. Uh, I want those life stats going on.
2: I want. I want to have those events listed on it.
1: I don't know. If if you haven't figured out now, I don't understand what Zach's doing, why he's doing it, and that's exactly why. He's this week's episode or this month's episode. I don't know. Hopefully trying to crank these out faster. This year's. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this actually might be the last episode ever, depending on the ratings. I mean, ratings and yeah. strong so far. So yeah. let's see if we can get over. Uh, Palmer and Olberding, I think, got uh, 7,000 views and a couple. There were, there were like some random donations. Chris, did you get that too? Like my Venmo was like uh, people were sending me money to be like, hey, you know, that – Matt Palmer guy sounds super sexy. Can you take him out for a drink? And I'm like, well, joke's on you. If he joke's doesn't drink, so you. beer's for me.
2: Maddie, Nice will take a nice uh, – he'll have a, uh, a ginger
1: beer on ice. Yes, chilled, in a chilled glass. Uh, so, Zach, here's here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, help wrap it up a little bit. Okay. So you're you – know, the apocalypse comes. Oh, okay. Um, casual like that. Um, you know, you're you're getting out of Portland. Paula's gone.
2: Oh,
1: she's in. She's already yeah. in Vancouver. She's, she you, uh, you're meeting her somewhere. Hopefully, this is Zach's wife for all you listeners. Um, but what do you, you know? You you got the element. Comfortably seat four, but you gotta you gotta get some shit. I know you're probably gonna bring your fucking bike say, and your yeah, wetsuit because he's like, oh yeah, no zombies are gonna come into Lake Cordellane. Everybody knows. Uh, can't swim. But what J back members are you bringing? Oh, you, okay. You you can you can you can go three if you're not bringing the bike, but I when you, let's just cut that because we know you're bringing the bike. <laughs> so we're, we're, so you're bringing two. So we're bringing two. Who you bringing and why?
2: You know I, I I think uh I think I got to save uh L Prez Mr uh Mr Scott Olberding. Mm. He's a real rational guy, super level-headed. Yeah. I think he could make a really nice spreadsheet on some graph paper of, you know, our resources and stuff, really yeah. really make sure we keep things in line. So, you know, he'll, he'll kind of play that dad, you know, figurehead for, you know, the end of the world. You need that type of stability in your life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you know if uh, if I got t- uh, one more to go, I, I feel like you know if we're we're in the in the thick of it, in the shit at that point, I'm gonna need some comic relief. So I gotta have my guy Danny Martinez with me as well. I, 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 I need someone flossing as the as the zombies yes. approach, approaching. And yes, I need him to make jokes about you know knowing the stripper zombie that uh is yeah. a, <laughs> he, he is hitting him up, All the you know spice zombies. Yeah, yeah. So you know I think D Martin and Olberding and. You know what? I, I think I'll, I'll share the wealth. I'll leave the bike at home, and I'll bring one more. You know, I think I got to bring my guy K money. He's just a he's
1: Kareem. The one, he's the, he's gonna be the uh, yeah, Kareem has a family. He'll probably go with the family. You know, but, the, but family's and gone.
2: And that's why you know I got to have him in case uh, I know I know he's real fertile. So I need to have him, oh you shit know, hell yeah re, uh, restart you know yeah, human, re up on the yeah. human
1: human resources.
2: So I'm gonna use uh, Kareem's fertility as my third third choice. So. Holy shit, K
1: money. Yeah. Damn, you heard it here, folks. Uh, well, Zach, do you have anything, any uh, last remarks you'd like to tell the global um, listeners, oh, global. or, or I can kind of run into the, uh, run into telling people to to what they need to fucking do after the episode. No, nah,
2: yeah, thanks for having me. I jazz to jazz to you know express the uh, my uh, my weird pursuits of the try to. Uh, global audience bring a little bit more attention to that i mean yeah i uh let you close out on that but uh yeah go JPAC and go zags
1: yeah there he is uh ladies and gentlemen the ever thoughtful and um, thought-provoking and wordsmithing and uh, wearer of canadian speedos uh zach garrett um so you know as usual uh I love all of you like you're all my children because half of you may or may not be. Sorry, that was awkward, wasn't it? Um, and you know the the next guest is hopefully gonna fucking be of the finished episode of Matt Welch, but I cannot guarantee, confirm, or deny that. But anyways, per usual, gang, um, check us out. Listen to this on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um I know Chris was trying to burn a couple cassettes for individuals like K- Casey Adams, um, Cody Barton, who's kind of off the grid as well, um, Tyler King um, for your car when your phone dies. Um, <laughs> so so grid. we're look- we're, we're looking cars. at just beyond the the traditional listening platforms. Um, but obviously when it comes to iTunes, please, uh, you know, you don't have to rate us, but but write a review because. Um, I start off every episode by saying i'm I'm gonna take over the Kitty Smack podcast network, and it's still gonna happen and uh Chris said after ten reviews um he will most likely be be stepping down from the um what is it the hoka crown he's probably got there in hoka Nike the carbon plated crown um or throne uh and he'll be giving it to me so um yeah. Like, review, swipe right. Um, this is this month's, this year's, this week's episode of Full Tub Podcast uh, with Nick Rochet. Thanks for listening.